It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Hello, and welcome to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. I am your host, Landon McCool, and it's just me today. No Marcus Mosier, so uh, we're going crazy. No, actually, we're just going to take questions. Uh, You guys sent in some questions through Twitter, and uh, I'm going to answer them as best as possible and uh, we're going to try to do this without anybody yelling at each other, even though I'm I'm really the only person here. But, you know, you never know. I, I have been known to get into arguments with myself before. So let's get to the question, shall we? Mark Gaja, which Mark Gada, it's a soft J, Gaja. I, I'm saying it wrong. I know, Mark. I'm sorry. Long time follower, good buddy, Mark. Uh, you've handed us, you're, you're handed the keys to the coaching search. Who do you interview and who do you hire? Uh, I mean, that's that's the the, que- the $20,000 question at this point, isn't it? Um, I think for me, I, I would want to see uh, a couple of different candidates. You know, the, the interesting thing is that there's even outside of just who you hire, I think that there's a couple different paths you can go. I mean, you can go the route of the kind of bringing in the, the new uh, – uh, uh, administration sweeping out the old like a full kind of rebuild uh and then you know you could also do kind of the reload where you 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 like a lot of the pieces you've got maybe you change out some pieces here and there that kind of see how that uh you know chemistry works i think you know really what you need to do is decide kind of what you want out of the what is what do you want out of the team that you've got you know what? 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 What's staying? What's going? And then once you've made that determination, I think you know that will help you kind of determine what you know what the what the ten thousand foot view plan is. Like, is is it a full rebuild? Is it a uh, uh, let's get let's get things better in order and, and maybe some better play calling and maybe a little bit better uh, scheming up and, and like let's just reload and go. And I think that's going to kind of dictate. You know who you hire. I think if if you're looking to try to kind of keep structurally what's in place, uh, you know, as far as organization wide and that sort of thing, uh, you know, I think you could get in one of these kind of hot named X's and O's based college coaches or offensive coordinators potentially uh, get them in here. Uh, just kind of, you know, change the uh, mindset of the play calling on offense and maybe kind of add in a couple of extra wrinkles uh, and then just really go and, and, and kind of, you know, roll with what you've got there and, and maybe not change too much. The problem there is that, you know, a lot of what maybe needs to change is, is on, on the defensive side. So uh, maybe you do look at going a more uh, – kind of global change more of a, a, a of a of a organization wide kind of uh not purge because that feels a little too aggressive but you know that sort of clean house and and let somebody come in here with a fresh set of eyes and try it uh and, and if that's the case then you know i would look for someone who's maybe more um 
you know, someone who could grow into the job a little bit more. So maybe more of a long-term uh, outlook type situation. So uh, as far as who, specific names, you know, I think the names that have been floating around generally, you know, are fine, I guess. Um, you know, I, I kind of have famously on Twitter, and not famously, but just noticeably on Twitter, been on Urban Meyer's case. But I think that, you know, that sort of coach specifically to me, is problematic to a certain degree. I, I think that you know the guys who uh, whose strengths are you know, running the organization. I think that that's that it's a different beast when you move to the NFL. I, I think it's a lot more uh, straightforward to try to bring in a, a guy who's got some unique X's and O's ability. Uh, and then have him kind of learn the other aspects of the job with the strong, you know, supporting cast around him. I think you know, an Urban Meyer. Um, I'm trying to think of someone else who's similar. Bob Stoops, maybe. You know, I mean, um, you know, those kind of like excellent managers who aren't really necessarily tied to specific scheme. Um, I think that those guys it's a difficult transition because the thing that they're the strongest at is the thing where there's the hardest learning curve once they get into the NFL. So uh, I would prefer a guy, if they're coming from the college ranks, to have strong X's and O's prowess um, and and let that be a feature that they can at least lean on uh, adding into the offense maybe while they learn the kind of uh, differences in, in what – being the 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 head coach of a of an NFL football team is versus a uh, head coach of a college team and and you know a lot of what makes Urban Meyer fantastic is his recruiting ability and that's not really going to help him very much in the NFL so you know that's one of many examples of how being a head coach is quite different in college and in the NFL uh Ranger Nation asks when will Jerry fire Red Jesus um probably at the end of the season I don't really know the. I don't really get. I mean, Marcus has made his case on on firing, uh, firing Garrett before then. I I don't really. I don't really see it. Like I, I think it's it's. I think you let him finish the season. What's the difference at this point? I, I mean, you're still in a playoff run that you know, half this half the city doesn't really want anything apart. It won't even part of. And uh, and I think that you know it's. I think at this point you let Garrett see what he can do with with the rest of the season because you made a commitment to him. And frankly, you know, he's still got you potentially in the playoffs. So uh, I think what we've learned is that this is not going to be the, the, the team that we thought it was and that Garrett may not be, uh, you know, the, the coach that for this team at this point. So I think that's all fine. But I don't know that firing him now is going to do any good, really. So, uh Hook'em Horns says, when will Tank Lawrence, quote, show up? Uh, yeah, he's been showing up. I mean, I, I don't know why people – I mean, I do know why. It's because he got a big contract and then everybody, you know, that's the typical thing is that they all look at who, who got the big contract and are they getting a whole bunch of numbers that I recognize. Uh, Tank Lawrence has been playing as well as anybody on this defense. And, um, you know, I, I think that there's – even when this defense is playing terribly, every, like it seems like every other drive, Tank Lawrence is making some big play. You know, whether it's in the run game or the pass game, I, I don't. You know, 
I am of the mind that Tank Lawrence is fine. It's Tank Lawrence is near the bottom of the list of problems this season. Uh, he also has how sh- should we highly consider bringing back Quinn and for how much? I don't, you know, I don't really know. I, I think all of that is very hinged on who's the head coach next year. Uh, rookie safety, yeah, it's way too early to be talking about next season. It's, I mean, it just is. Like, I mean, as far as safety, free agents, and and all that, like, it's just too early. Um, I mean, you guys want to talk about the draft and all that, and I get it, but like, we don't even know who the head coach is of this team next, you know, in several months. A lot of this conversation is just is just premature. It's just because, and it's not like, oh, we can't discuss this, but it's. I mean, you're not really going to be able to discuss it in um, in an intelligent way because you don't. You're missing key parts of information, which you probably will get at some point. I, I think that the coaching conversation is probably you know more prescient in in, in Cowboys Nation. It probably should be discussed a little bit more because it's it's it, it, it's you know, the closest of these off season markers that I think we will hit. But I think that you know discussing free agents and and you know who who are we going to sign in the who, you know, rookie safeties that can make a splash. Man, we don't even know. I, I haven't even looked at rookies yet. Like I haven't even looked at the at, at the draft class yet. I know. I mean, you know, we've I've still been focused on this team, and I think. I mean, I think it's. I also think that any answer you're going to get here, even from draft people, is uh, is going to be premature. Um, F Camp uh, at Francisco Camp eighty seven ass. Is Mike McCarthy on the radar for the coaching spot if Garrett isn't retained? Uh, it sounds like it. I mean, I don't know that he necessarily should. Um, I do remember reading a story about how he would show up late to meetings because he was getting massages, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know. I, I you know, I think any former coach who doesn't have currently have a job but does currently have a Super Bowl ring is probably on a list somewhere to be called and at least you know, kick the tires on. Um, I think McCarthy is probably, yeah, like higher on that list than, uh, let's say, Bill Cower, you know, guys like that, like who are, are out there and just not coaching right now. Um, do you think there's another overhaul coming in the secondary coming this season? If so, would you like to see – who who would you like to see put into it either through trades or free agency too early to the draft? I'm guessing. Good guess. Uh, at Chan John twelve twenty one, who's Chandler Johnson. Um, again, I, I kind of feel like this is tied to a coaching situation. I, I I don't know that a full overhaul is coming. I I definitely think that the the safety position needs work. Clearly, still. Uh, you know, I'm not as huge and a woozy hater as some are. Um, I don't know what's, I think Byron Jones is, uh, and someone actually asked about that. I I think Byron Jones is going to be an interesting thing when it comes up because how much of Byron Jones is him being, how much of his success these last two seasons about him being in the system with Chris Richard, him being a good match with the system with Chris Richard. Um, I don't know. And so I think that that's going to be part of the calculus when they're re-signing him and they're deciding what to do with uh, uh, with all the people in the secondary. I think coaching changes may very well dictate whether or not there is a complete overhaul of the secondary. Um, 
And, you know, again, by proxy, the fact that you have Byron Jones as a free agent, and, uh, I think that there is going to be, some, you know, if he doesn't get re-signed, I mean, that's, that's it's more than, I mean, Byron Jones, even though he's only one of four players in the starting secondary, he's more than that. I mean, he's, you know, he's, he's CB1, he's a big part of it. So I think there, there's an argument to be made that if, if, if Byron Jones doesn't come back next season, um, that, you know, it, it is it is an overhaul. It is a, an overhaul that they're having, uh, you know, in the secondary. Even even if it's just one player, and maybe well, I, I think it likely will. If it's if it's going to be uh, Byron Jones leaving, then I, I think it's likely two players because I I don't know they're going to continue with Jeff Heath as strong safety. They they it feels like at this point they've got to do something about that position. I mean, it's just been too long. And I know we said that before, but. You know, still, it still feels entirely too long. Um, Shane underscore 69, nice Shane, um, asks, uh, do you think there is more, there is a more concentrated effort on Dak's part to get stats? Not that he doesn't want to win, but I think he's making more questionable decisions that kind of go back to the comment of not avoiding the Miami Sack do completion percentage yeah i no i don't believe that I, I don't know i mean that's just that's just not who Dak is i don't stats is that's such a, I, don't, I don't i really don't know that the players are so i mean especially a guy like Dak. i mean that's just i think that's overstated how much those people care about stats I mean, I think they, they care about it in some st- in the sense that they, it's it's part of their job. I think they care about it. I think some people care about it more than others for sure. But I mean, Dak Prescott, like, he's trying to win the game. I think we should give him a, a benefit of a doubt here that he's making a concentrated effort uh, to win the game. Um, and you know, look, I mean, if you want to look at it that way, the people that follow stats. The people that that view stats as the kind of end all be all are the same people that you know uh, believe in QB wins. So I mean, QB win is technically a stat in that in, in their world. So maybe you know that's that's the argument against that. I, I don't know. I, I tend to think that Dak is trying to win the game, um, and sometimes he can press too much trying to win the game, and uh, I think that that's. That's a fair criticism, but uh, outside of that, I, I you know I I tend to think that he's trying his best to win the game generally. Okay, that was the last question. I do want to check in because we had we didn't get a chance uh, to speak yesterday, and and um, I, you know I just wanted to comment real quick about Kai Forbath. The Cowboys signed him. Uh, he had been previously with New England, um, and then. Uh, you know, missed an extra point and got cut. Basically, uh, you know, Kai is uh, is pretty reliable. I think, from what I understand, you know, kind of in a, inside of a certain range, he does have a limit to uh, his range, which, as many people have pointed out, may may be a benefit to the Cowboys because they want to even attempt those kind of long kicks. Um, I, you know, I look. I I think that there's been a lot of hand wringing over this or, or at least over you know getting rid of mar I, you know i don't trust kickers i don't know that this guy is any better or any worse than mar um so i i think it's worth pointing out but i you know 
I'm not expecting the Kai Forbats to come in here and, and be some kind of savior. Um, so, it, you know, I think that with the kickers, it's you find a good one who's hot for a little while, and then you keep him until he's not hot anymore. Uh, unless you've got a very special one, and it feels like there's probably only one very special one he plays in Baltimore. So, um, you know, that's my feeling about kickers in general. I, I, I think that it's good. That, I think it was obviously time for the Cowboys to try to move on from uh, you know, what Marr was doing and, or not doing, as it were. Uh, but I do think that this is not as big a upgrade or change as uh, a lot a lot of people make it out to be. So that's it for us, guys. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, hopefully Marcus will be back uh, tomorrow when we uh, reconvene. And until next time, happy trails. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.